Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, right now, we are giving away a $100 gift card to Optimum Golf in the Park Hill or the Rhino neighborhood. You can keep your game ready for the season. That $100 gift card is going to get you a lesson, private lesson, with my guy Kyle, who is teaching my daughter. And also, you can use that hundred yard hundred dollar gift card if you would like to uh, to spend a couple of hours in their virtual bay as you can work on your swing as you get ready for the weather to get nice and now is the perfect time to get your custom fit custom built clubs and get some lessons from their award winning pros as well. Optimum Golf also has leagues and tournaments. You can host your private party right now. We are giving away a hundred bucks three zero three eight three one thirteen forty three zero three eight three one 1340 first caller you're getting 100 bucks to go to optimum golf in park hill or rhino time now for the lead the lead presented by sasquatch casino in blackhawk all right mace espn packers reporter rob domofsky reported this week that the packers are expected to tag Devontae adams by march 8th meanwhile when the packers announced that they're going to play a home game in london they did so with a tweet that mimicked the beatles famous abbey road album cover and there were four guys two of those guys were not rogers or adams maybe they look at rogers or adams as pete best with that where do you want to begin? You want to begin with Devontae Adams? What does that tell you about their what they think is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, um, let, let's let's start there. Let's start there. Um, and I and I start with the graphic, quite frankly, because I think part of that is uh, if you had that graphic and and they were and they were on there and they didn't play, then people would kind of look back at that and shake their heads, right? I think they're just kind of playing CYA at this point. Yep. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it not being in there because right now they don't know what Rodgers wants to do. And maybe Devontae Adams says, yeah, you're giving me the franchise tag, still don't want to play for you. Yeah, exactly. What about giving him the franchise tag? Mean anything to you? Um. Well, the thing about it is, like, it, it they could tag him and trade him. I mean, and that's a possibility as well if, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. I mean, it, the, the, the tag and trade. So you get more than you would if you just let him walk in free agency. I don't think that means Aaron Rodgers is necessarily coming back. I think uh, it means that they want to uh, extract more than the compensatory third-round pick if he ends up leaving. That's what I think that is. Listen, there's been a lot of internal hope from what I have read and from people I've talked to about Aaron Rodgers coming back. This picture of four guys walking across the street at Abbey Road tells me while there might be internal hope, they don't know. They yeah. really don't know what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. And the thing about it is a graphic like that, uh, that is not something where just the digital media department was doing it on their own, right? We know those graphics go up. You know, For the Broncos, they go up to Patrick Smythe, who's an executive vice president. That Something like that goes up the chain right? before so, it gets approved. Let's say Rodgers decides to stay in Green Bay. 
How do you think Broncos country is going to take this? This saga has been going on for roughly 10 to 11 months. Do you think Broncos fans will say, fine, let's just move on? Or do you think they'll be upset? I think it'll be equal, about 50% upset and 50% just relieved that it's over. Because it's gone on for because it's gone on for this drama's gone on for ten months. That's what I, I really think. It's not going to. There's going to be a bit of anger, and I think it, maybe it's going to be like some people feel angry, some people feel relieved. Uh, I think either way, everyone's ready for it to be done. Who's more anxious? For, for, who's more right. anxious right now, Gutenkist or George Payton? Um, I'll tell I you, think, who I think. I think it might be George Payton. I think without question it's George Payton. And I'll tell and, you. Go ahead. And, well, the, the thing that kind of went through my mind is that if it's re- – let's say it's resolved tomorrow. If, if Rogers makes this announcement, I think it would be a bit of a relief because then it, then it's, okay, on to the next plan, whether it's Russell Wilson or identifying which one of these quarterbacks in the draft might be a potential – stellar quarterback of the future. Well, I got to tell you this, onto that work, this whole Russell Wilson thing, just like the Rogers thing, we're seeing conflicting reports. You know, Russell isn't happy in Seattle. They're not really happy with him. And then you read, nothing's going to happen. He's not getting traded. It's kind of like we're, we're dancing to the same tune all over again, but who is more anxious about this? I think Gutenkist has an unbelievable backup plan. If Rogers leaves, I think they've done the right PR thing. They are restructuring guys' contracts. They have said that they want they will make him the highest paid quarterback out there. They have they have brought in his former quarterbacks coach Tom Clemens. They've done everything that Aaron Rodgers has wanted. And if Rodgers wants to leave, Gudenkiss can say, "I did everything that I could." Now I'm going to trade Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to get a haul of draft picks in return. I'm going to sign and trade. Devontae Adams, I'm going to get more draft capital. We're going to go with Jordan Love. There's no reason for him to bring in another quarterback unless one comes back in a trade. And then you have next year's draft that has two potential franchise quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. I think things are looking great. Either way, for Brian Gutenkist, for George Payton, make no mistake about it. There is no plan B. They have a plan B, but quoting John Elway, there is no plan B. Plan B is Russell Wilson, but that seems to be more unlikely than Aaron Rodgers. That's who Nathaniel Hackett wants. That's who George Payton wants. And now you're facing what are we going to do? Because it seems like Seattle is less likely to trade Wilson than the Packers are probably to trade Rodgers. And then where do you go? I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get traded either. From the Adam Schefter report that that Trey Lance isn't near ready, they might hang on to Garoppolo. Not that I'm saying I want Garoppolo, but now you're going way down the pecking order. We have no idea what the new Vikings brass wants to do with Kirk Cousins. I don't want Kirk Cousins. I'm not so sure that George Payton, who knows Kirk Cousins, wants Kirk Cousins. So where are you going to go now? Marcus Mariota? And as much as I like his physical gifts, I've talked to some people about Marcus Mariota. I don't want to touch him either. I did. Until I found out more about him. Would you like to know what I found out about him? Sure. He's a really nice guy. Not a leader, but he's a really nice guy. Not a leader. At all. And that's what they need. And they're not getting that with Marcus Mariota. At all. Oh, 
well, I mean, you get down to that level, you're you're probably you're probably not getting guys who are A level leaders for the most not part. Not true. You can get Gardner Minshew. I bet if you offer him a third, if you offer Jacksonville a third, you're getting Gardner Minshew. We don't know that he's like a, a, an Uber leader. We know he's tenacious. We know he's excuse you know, got excuse he's got my language. He moxie. plays with piss and vinegar, and yeah. that's what you want because Mariota doesn't play that way, and Jameis Winston doesn't play that way. But that's different than leadership. True. That's not that that that's not necessarily leadership. Le- leadership tends to come from for a lot of guys it comes from being kind of being really good and being respected as the alpha i, th- I think what it is is that Mar- that mariota he doesn't have the same kind of fire perhaps that a gardener gardener makes you like you, you you use the term piss and vinegar that's a way of putting it saying that they have fire that's a way of, that that's a way of putting it and i think I, I think if you're looking for that personality then Absolutely, he's the guy that you bring that, that you that you bring in. But the thing is, just the names that we're throwing out here, all of a sudden, you're not looking at long-term solutions anymore. No, you're looking at guys that are going to bridge the gap to next year's draft and or this year's draft if you draft a quarterback this year. I mean, I could. Now that being said, I could be sold on a, I could be sold on a Gardner Minshew Kenny Pickett combination, right? I could be sold on that too, but here's that, the thing: now, now that would cover if, you. if Rogers and Wilson are gone, now you are rummaging through the bottom of the garbage can, hoping to find a five-course meal, and there isn't one in there. I mean, the interesting thing, like you look at all the possibilities that were there last year for the Broncos, and they weren't exactly appetizing. We dove into them at the time. Teddy Bridgewater for a little over $4 million, 18 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That was about as good as you could have gotten in the end. And what did it, and what did it really do for the Broncos, right? Yeah. All right, coming up after the break, Kyler Murray's agent made news today. And I think a lot of people read that statement and said, are you joking? Are you kidding me? Kyler Murray, after three years, wants a new deal. After he quit on his team in the playoffs. Should the Cardinals extend Murray right now? Is this the guy you'd want on your team? If you're the Broncos, understand it's an upgrade, but do you really want a guy like this who has been called selfish, immature, self-centered, and a finger pointer? That's next. All things and what they to be about this Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale arm of the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Windfall Brewing Company, the Orchard Town Center. This place is great for so many reasons. Let's just start with their craft brews. So they're a brewery. 
17 craft brews on tap. If you love that stuff, reason to go alone. If you love a scratch kitchen that really has something for everyone, you want to go there. They have a hand-butchered ribeye with a Cabernet mushroom demi-glace. That's going to be great for you if you love a great steak and a ribeye at that. I've had the Baja fish tacos. Outstanding. They have a double-stacked smash burger that is so stinking good and so many other great things on the menu. But there's more. Because if you love to play games, they have 23 pinball machines and all of these vintage arcade games like Pac-Man and Ultra Bug Hunt. They have Golden Tea. So fun. Beer is great. All brewed fresh there. And a fantastic kitchen. This is a great night out for the family. The kids are going to absolutely love it. Great night for the guys. Great for anybody to go there. There's just really something for everybody. Go where I go when I go to Westminster. Windfall Brewing Company. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Well, Kyler Murray's agent uh, certainly stirred up a firestorm today when he put out a long, all-cap statement in which he said that his client, Kyler Murray, has a desire for a long-term contract extension, and Kyler Murray has played three years and still has two years left on his deal. Now, while Murray does have more time left on his deal, it's worth noting that a bunch of quarterbacks got a long-term extension after their third seasons, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and Deshaun Watson. Should the Cardinals be extending Murray now? If it were me, I'd be extending him right now. Oh, I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't even consider it. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, of course you will. Well, it's because of something that uh, Chris Mortensen reported from ESPN. He said the team's disappointment with Murray when he refused to go into the Rams playoff game with a minute left said a source described Murray as self-centered, immature, and a finger pointer. Do I want him as my long-term quarterback because of his talent? Probably. Let's hope the kid grows up. Other than that, I'm in no rush to give him a new deal. No rush whatsoever. Grow up then I'll give you the deal. And if you don't grow up, chances are you'll probably still have to give him a deal because Kyler Murray is a really good player. Don't get me wrong. Has he improved year after year? I wouldn't say that he's necessarily improved. I'd say he's always been pretty good, but we haven't seen big jumps in his game. He's a dual threat and I totally get it, but it worries me when a guy quits on his team in the playoffs. It's it's worrisome, but I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, that's the sort of thing you hope that he grows past. And is it is it one bad moment in a career that has that that has seen him? You know, just take a look at passer rating, for example. He's gone. He's gone from eighty-seven point four as a rookie, ninety-four point three year two, hundred point six year three. He's so he's become more efficient. He's become more accurate. Over the over the course of of his career, his touchdown percentage has increased every year. His interception percentage was the lowest of his his career this pet this past year. I think there, I think the positives outnumber outweigh the negatives here, 
And I think you probably do want to find out more say okay what happened why did you feel why did you feel this way is this something that was just momentary frustration or is it is it something deeper that being said if he has frustration with the with the coaches for example well no offense but it's easier for me to find coaches than it is to find another quarterback at that level but you're ready to give him a new deal right now I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see if he's ready to grow up yeah i mean 100 percent. you're in no rush because we've we've seen quarterbacks who are lesser quarterbacks get deals after year three. That doesn't matter. What other teams did doesn't matter. The Rams made a mistake with Jared Goff. The the Eagles made a mistake with Carson Wentz. So that's my argument for you. Yeah, of course you give Patrick Mahomes a new deal. Of course you give Josh Allen a new deal. But, 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 but there, more, there are but plenty of that. examples of guys. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill got a brand new deal with the Dolphins. How'd that work out? Yeah, but you, the other thing is also you're factoring in, okay, he's only going to get more expensive in all likelihood, right? Because he has gotten better from year to year. Let me give you a list of things written to me by text about Kyler Murray by somebody who is close with the team. Well, I'm going to go through this list, and you tell sure. me what you think. Great sure. athlete, outstanding playmaker, not durable, throws picks, great runner, demolished the Rams in L.A. and the Titans in Nashville, in September, yet couldn't win a game in December. Awful in his only playoff game. Also, bad leader, a twit, immature, and Larry Fitzgerald hated him. You want to give that guy a new deal right now, at this I'd moment, like, I, or do you want to I'm wait? Not making, well, I'm finding out if there are other people who feel that way. because. Well, according the, to I, ESPN's Chris I, Mortensen, somebody else called him self-centered, immature, and a finger pointer. I mean, I mean, again, like I, I want to, I want to, I want to see the the other side of this. And also, you point out kind of the late, the late season. First of all, he got hurt. He wasn't the same when he came back from injury this year. Second of all, those late season fades. I think the guy that's that's probably most responsible is the coach because every single one of his teams going back to Texas Tech has had a late season fade. I mean, what is the cause? Is the root cause the quarterback, or is the root cause actually the coach? How good Something is Christian? How good is Christian Kirk, at wide receiver? He's fine. He's he's a good player. He's a good player. How good is DeAndre Hopkins? Really, Excellent. really good. How good yeah. was AJ Green last year? More than serviceable. Actually, better than average. He also. Uh, I mean, for him, it, it wasn't. A, I mean, he's on the downside of his career. I understand, but he had talent he's, around he, he, him. He was fine. He, he was had, fine. He had a dominant number one wide receiver in terms of talent, and then here, who would you rather have as your wide receiver core? We talk about the Broncos' wide receivers all the time: Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick. Who would you rather have, Kirk, Hopkins, or Green? I'd rather have that, but don't forget also with Hopkins, he missed seven of the last nine games in the season, and then he missed the playoff game too. I understand that. But you can't make an excuse for Kyler Murray because he did have talent around him. All I'm saying is I'm not suggesting that he will not be a great quarterback in this league. I'm saying exactly what I said about Michael Porter Jr. about Tim Conley. What's the rush? Kyler wants a new deal now. Shut up and play. Play another season. I'll give you another. If you grow up, if you grow up, I'll give you a deal before your fifth year. But you're coming across, according to a source from Chris Mortensen, Murray is self-centered, immature, and a finger pointer. 
That's a bad combination. I don't care how talented you are. Again, I, I want to see what other what what other people think because one 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 person can say something that ends up basically kind of tainting the pool, so to speak. I, I, you I know what they see, think I, of them? Can I yeah. tell you what they think of him? Sure. Go ahead. Tell me. If they don't offer him a contract this upcoming offseason, that's what they think of him. Well, the, the, it's not a contract. It's the fifth year, They can give him the fifth-year option first. I, no, no. He wants a brand-new contract. Yeah. He wants a long-term extension. So what do the Cardinals think of him, despite what Bidwell, the owner, says publicly? What do they think of him? Let, let's let's yeah. talk around training camp to see if he gets a new deal. And if he and gets a new the, deal, great. And if he doesn't, now you know what they think of him. We're talking right about now. the Arizona. We're talking about the Arizona Cardinals, right? Yep. They've won how many Super Bowls in their history? No. Oh. Well, I'm just I, I'm just saying I don't I, I don't necessarily think we're talk we're talking about people that invented and perfected the game here. Oh, I understand that, but they've been to Super Bowls. How many have they been to in the last fifteen years? They've been to one. Well, they not Super Bowls, Super Bowl. Well, no, wait. They went against. They've only been to one Super Bowl. Yeah, against Pittsburgh. Yeah, fair. Courtesy, courtesy of Kurt Warner, who is in the Hall of Fame because it, largely because he was with two crap franchises and got them to Super Bowls. Is it fair to say that the Cardinals have done everything they can to build around Kyler Murray? picking up DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, J.J. Watt. Understand these guys are older. They're probably past their prime, but they've made an effort to improve the team, unlike a lot of teams that don't do that. Improve the the skill positions, yes. Offensive line is still a huge question mark for them. Listen, all, all, all teams can improve, but the point is they made an effort as a franchise to improve around Kyler Murray. It's not as if they're standing pat, kind of like what the Packers do, who don't improve their uh, their receiving core around Aaron Rodgers, like it was with Tom Brady in New England, where they really didn't, outside of Randy Moss, improve their receiving core, generally speaking, in all those years, around Tom Brady. Bill Belichick said, hey, Tom, you're our guy. You go win it for us, right? Well, right? remember, the other thing you're talking about with those teams is those are teams whose quarterbacks are not on rookie contracts. The, the window to have big money for skill position players is while you have a cost control quarterback, which is the window the Cardinals are in right now. Now that's, and then that the complication comes. When, what have the chiefs done to improve yeah. around Patrick Mahomes? They've kept he, Kelsey. He, they've kept Kelsey. They kept, they, they kept and Hill. They didn't bring anybody. They would now what they did this past year was they improved the offensive line. That's great. How good is the running back situation and, with guys who can't stay healthy? Yeah. And that's and that's where I think if the Cardinals have erred in their team building over the last few years, it is they've gotten the skill position players right, but they have not gotten that offensive line where it needs to be. Well, they, they brought in skill position players for Kyler Murray. So you can't have it all. You can't have it all. At the end of the day, w- to me, he's like Dak Prescott. He'll get you to the playoffs. Will he win you Super Bowl? I have no idea. But he's good enough where you don't want to start all over again. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. I mean, you, you, are we saying, okay, you got them to the playoffs and they lost once and that was it? I mean, if we wrote off quarterbacks because the team 
lost their first playoff game that they that they took him to in the in the quarterback's career. He quit he on them. He quit on them. He tapped out. The only guy I can think of that is possibly similar to Kyler Murray was Scottie Pippen when Michael Jordan retired. The difference is Pippen tapped out because he wanted the final shot and he didn't want it to go to Tony Kukoc. Kyler Murray tapped out because he was tired of taking a beating. Was Kyle Murray playing? Was Sky Pippen playing on a bum ankle like Kyler Murray was? Say it again. Was Kyle? Was Scotty Pippen playing on a bum ankle that night the way Kyler Murray was? You finish it off with your team. That's what team players do. They don't tap out because you know what? Leaders show toughness. That's what they do. Your teammates want to see you tough it out, especially if you're the quarterback and you're considered the leader. And he didn't show that. He tapped out, and, and his teammates recognized that. He's not a good teammate, according to that text that I just read. He's not particularly well-liked, ridiculously talented. But you know who else was really, really talented but really wasn't liked by his teammates? Jay Cutler. Right? I mean, I, I, I'm not sitting here and saying that, that Kyle Murray is Jay Cutler. Oh, right he's now. not. He's more talented than Jay yeah. Cutler. But I can yeah. tell you right now, Ky- Kyler Murray, Jay Cutler has a better chance of winning popularity contests in his own locker room than Kyler Murray does. He quit yeah. on his team. He tapped out. He was he was injured. He could. It's debatable he should have even been playing at that point. Well, your teammates look at you that way. It, he was seen as a guy who quit on his team. Whether you agree or not, that's the way it is perceived out there or down there. And now he wants a new contract. Yeah, he'll probably be the quarterback for a very long time, and he'll get the deal. I'm not suggesting he shouldn't get a new deal. I'm saying, what's the rush? We both agree that Michael Porter Jr. got a deal too quick. Well, the thing is, the NBA, the 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 contracts, we're talking about a level that's relatively fixed, whereas quarterback contracts are not necessarily fixed at a certain point. And the thing that we know is they get more expensive as you get further along. That's the reason why you do it now is to get a deal that in terms of per year value was, would be less than if you did it a year from now. That's why I, you know. And I agree with you, but I think it's a bigger risk now for a guy who as a person doesn't have a lot of great qualities. So fine. So you wait a year. But I can tell you right now, you give him a fat new deal. You think he's suddenly going to become a better leader and he's not going to be self-centered? No, he's going to become more emboldened, if anything else. Right? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll see if he gets a new contract. And I think he will eventually. I just won't give it to him now. Coming up after the break, baseball is really screwing itself, specifically because of the owners. And now opening day is in major jeopardy. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. 
What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. All right, Mace, you're the big baseball fan here because your team is the world champs. And barring a change today, the lockout's going to go into its 90th day tomorrow. It means the start of the regular season is going to officially be delayed. And um, MLB has said the uh, games canceled are not going to be made up. Who are you putting the blame on for this? Owners, 100%. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah, I mean... And rarely can we say this when we're talking about labor negotiations. But like the th- we've we've had some things that have co- that have come out that have eked out not only of of negotiations, but also just about the uh, the finances um, in recent times. Like for example, you mentioned that I am an, an Atlanta Braves enthusiast, right? I don't have to mention it. You mention it all the time. You wear the gear here all the time. I think everybody knows you love the Braves. Okay. All right. Well, are you wearing a Braves obvious. hat now? No, I'm not. I actually Tampa Bay I Lightning, was, North Carolina. I, no, I'm actually not wearing a hat right now. Man City. No, I, I said I'm not wearing a hat right now. What sweatshirt are you wearing? Uh, I'm actually wearing a, a, a t-shirt. What's it say? Uh, it's uh, it's an Atlanta Braves t-shirt. There, there we go. go. There we yeah. go. All you had to do was say he was wearing, I mean, I had to pick, 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 pick. And finally, I got the answer I knew you'd say. I'm wearing a Brave shirt. Thank you. Yeah. I'll tell you okay. how to say. We just wasted right. 30 seconds of our lives. We will never get back. Well, I know, but I was just answering the question <laughs> no, that you asked. No, because you knew where I was going. And, he, yeah. and he, yeah. Okay, go anyway. Go ahead. All right. Well, anyway, there. The Braves, they are owned by Liberty Media, which is a publicly held company. And they actually have a kind of a spinoff, a tracking stock uh, that and because of this, they 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 have to legally make their profit and loss for an uh, an annual year for, for each year available. Right. What their what their income was last year. And bear in mind, the first quarter of the season, they were playing at about 25% capacity because of COVID, right? Last year, the, the Atlanta Braves made a profit of $104 million. Their four-year profit, which includes the money that they lost in the COVID year of 2020 when there were only 60 games played, their four-year profit for the Atlanta Braves is $193 million. And this came out late last week. And I can tell you, this was the worst possible time from the owner's perspective to have this sort of thing come out. The Braves, they're, they're not a, they're, they're not a Pittsburgh pirates. They're not a small or Kansas city Royals. They're not small market. You could basically describe them as upper middle class, right? And if they're making an average over four years, including the COVID year, of $48 million profit, not gross revenues, profit per year, it's hard for the owners to cry poor. Okay. Let me take what you said and piggyback on this with facts. Player pay has decreased for four consecutive years, Mm -hmm. even as industry revenues have grown. Franchise values have soared. I understand that is a paper gain, but they have still gone up. The commissioner referred to the World Series trophy as a, quote, piece of metal. 
That should tell you how much Rob Manfred loves baseball. On December 2nd, when the league instituted what Manfred said in a letter to fans called a, quote, defensive lockout and said, we hope that the lockout will jumpstart the negotiations, the league waited 43 days to present the union its next offer. And that's all I really need to say. Yeah, and 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 they believe the lockout would accelerate things, and they waited 43 days. Think about that for a moment. Listen, the report that They're came— They're not concerned about the start of the season. As, as uh, we talked about last week, there's a report that there are more than a few owners that see cold weather, not a lot of fans in the stands in April, that they don't mind losing the first month of the season. And now we are seeing it in terms of the type of proposals that the owners are putting forth. Listen, at the end of the day, I understand that the players make millions of dollars and the what the average salary for a Major League Baseball player is $4 million. I know that's a lot of money when most people don't even come close to making $100,000 a year. But let's be real here. When you go see a movie, do you want your money going towards the actors or the theater owner? You're going to see the actors. Right. You're not really paying the theater. You, obviously, you have to pay the theater owners. But at the, but the very least, the players do need to be paid. And here's the other thing. And we've always found this in baseball, probably more than in any other sport. There's an owner of a, of a team, and they say, we can't afford this player, right? And then the guy hits the open market, and he makes a record salary. There's always somebody who's willing to pay it. Mm-hmm. Always somebody willing to pay it. Always. And yep. and and the, the, the other thing that has come up, I mean, you talk about willingness to pay. The ba- baseball has a luxury tax, but more and more we have seen teams that basically view it not as a luxury tax, but as a de facto salary cap. Right. And, I mean, I mentioned the Braves. And, and again, the Braves are like, you'd say like, upper middle class team. They're not the Dodgers. They're not the Yankees. They're not the Red Sox in terms of revenue. And there are teams of uh, that like that. And some of those teams are probably not, it's not spending as much as they can. I think the Dodgers certainly they do, they do spend and spend heavily, but we've seen years where the Red Sox have kind of dialed their, dialed their expenditures back much of the, much of the frustration of their fans, even though their income would dictate they could spend an awful lot. Here's something else to consider. You know, we talk about competitive balance. You know, there's no salary cap, but there is a luxury tax. In the last eight years, has there been a uh, in the in in basketball? Has there been a back-to-back champ in the NBA? Uh didn't the the Warriors were back-to-back once, weren't they? Yeah. How about the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in hockey? Yep, back-to-back. Okay. And in uh, let's see, in the NFL, have there been back-to-back champs? No back-to-back. Close was the Patriots. Okay. In the last eight years, there have been eight different World Series winners. And you can take it back even to the 2000s. I believe, uh, I believe, uh, since two, I, I believe since uh, 2003, 2002, uh, there have been, I, I think, 13 different franchises to win the World Series. Yep. I mean, b- baseball, for all the hand-wringing over economic disparity, baseball over the last couple of decades has created an environment where – 
it really is possible for every team to compete and have a window where they have a shot to win the World Series. I mean, even the Pittsburgh Pirates, low-revenue team, uh, when Clint Hurdle was managing, had, I think, about a four- or five-year stretch where they were perennially in the playoffs and in, and in the conversation for a championship. And he, the Kansas City Royals won the World Series, right? Right. It's kind of the biggest small market in the league. And they and they they went to the World Series in back to back years and won it once. There if hasn't smart, been if you're smart enough, you can do it. There hasn't been a back to back champ, if I'm looking at this correctly, in baseball in 20 years. Yankees right. won three in a row, mm-hmm. and the, their last championship was 2000. Now let's I mean, look at now let's look at all the teams that have been uh, over probably over half of the teams in Major League Baseball have been to the World Series over half. In the last 20 years, in yes. The last, easily. I mean, easily, off the top yeah. of my head, okay, Diamondbacks, Yankees, Angels, Giants, Marlins, Red Sox, Cardinals, Astros, White Sox, Tigers, Rockies, Phillies, Rays, Yankees, Rangers. So from 2001 to 2010, there were 15 different teams in 10 years, 15 different teams in the World Series. Yeah. Is that crazy? I mean, you, you it, don't it, see that in any other sport, do you? No, you don't. I mean, and uh, look, the Rockies made the World Series, right? Right. The guy who's negotiating on behalf of the owners. Mm-hmm. The guy who says, hey, if we're doing things well, if we get to the playoffs two out of every five years. Well, <laughs> I think I think your five is up. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? Not March yet, but the madness was certainly here in college basketball on Saturday. Teams ranked one through six, all lost. We'll get into those upsets on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mason Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. The regular season for NCAA men's basketball is starting to come to a close. We'll have conference tournaments and then... The big one, the uh, March Madness tournament, which I'm hoping the Buffs make it to. I was at the game on uh, Saturday night, and I think that's a signature win. But a huge day on Saturday as numbers one through six in the rankings all lost on the road. Number one, Gonzaga lost its first West Coast Conference game of the season to number 23, St. Mary's. Unranked Colorado beat number two, Arizona. Number three, Auburn fell to number 17, Tennessee. 
number four Purdue defeated by unranked Michigan State, and number 18 Arkansas outlasted number six Kentucky, number 10 Baylor won against number five Kansas. Which result was the biggest surprise in a wild day of NCAA men's basketball? Wow, I mean, it, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it was so wild that at the end of it, when we saw the, the we saw the rankings come out today, it was they kept one and two the exact same because there was really no there was really no use uh, no use with it. I would say, given some of the results that we saw from CU, CU having some games where they looked bad, the Buffs beating Arizona by. 16 points. To me, Danny, that was the biggest surprise. I don't even think it's about the score. It's by far and away the biggest upset because the only upset, if I'm not mistaken, all the ranked teams that lost, mm-hmm. didn't they lose against other ranked teams except for Purdue? Purdue, Purdue to Michigan, Michigan State. State. They State lost is to go- a name brand Michigan State. Exactly. State. Michigan State is going to make the tournament, likely as a top eight seed. Because they're ten and seven in the Big Ten, Michigan State's making the tournament. Yeah. Colorado, Colorado is likely not going to make the tournament unless they make a run through the Pac-12. And with their nineteen and ten record, that tells you once again the strength of the Pac-12 when it comes to basketball, right. especially it, when it, you it, compare it to the Big Ten. Yeah, like like CU is is nineteen and ten has that has that big win, and uh, yet. They're 77th in the net rankings right now, which doesn't even put you on the bubble. You're, you're head for the NIT with that, Yeah. unless you win the conference tournament. Yeah, they got to make some moves in the conference tournament, but I think this is a big momentum build for them, and uh, hopefully they carry some of that momentum through the Pac-12 tournament in Vegas. Sound like a true mm-hmm. fan. I saw your well, picture. I was Twitter. screaming. I was screaming all night at the game and cheering on Evan Batty and uh, KJ Simpson, and they had they put together a real great effort. It was an incredible comeback in the second half. Did you go and on I, the court? I did not go on the court Why not? because I figure that me and the friends that I was with, we graduated in 2016, so it was not really our time to go on the court. We got that when we were students, so we left it to the current students to go on the court. No, I think it's because you were afraid you were going to get trampled. No, not necessarily. I'm I'm pretty tall, Eric. I usually don't get trampled in those situations. Bigger they, bigger they are, the harder they fall. That's what they say. That is what they say. Uh, just in case you missed it, the Nuggets stomped the Portland Trailblazers 124 to 92 yesterday, fueled in large part by a stunning 76 points from their bench. Has Denver's second unit found their identity, or is this more a product of playing a Portland team that? is injured and traded away some really key players at the deadline. Well, they've found their identity, and they've found their identity in large part because they've been a much better bench as Boogie Cousins has gotten more comfortable in that lineup. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for Chauncey. He's probably thinking, I did not sign up for this. I did not (laughs) sign up to be 11 games under five hundred. Dame Lillard can't stay healthy. We trade away McCollum. This is not how I wanted to start my career. And yet, right now, they are tied for the last spot in the four-team play-in playoff. However, they're tied with New Orleans, which is playing well, has a lot of momentum, and looks like they're going to to get that spot over Portland right now. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Alex and Danny, great job today as always. Mace, what are you having for dinner tonight as you go out in Indianapolis? Shrimp cocktail. So you're going to St. Elmo's. 
Yeah, to getting it in tonight. Yep. And who are you going with? Uh, the the DNVR crew. Never heard of. Ha 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 ha. Have a great time. Is this going to be a business expense? You gonna be able probably, to yeah. Pro- what probably. Do you mean, pro- is is be- that because Ryan's going? Actually, you know what? The whole the, when it comes down to it, the whole week is a you write off, right? They're all business meals. You know what I would like you to do? I've never asked you to do this. Yeah, I would like you to bring me back a souvenir. Yep, I'll bring you. I'll bring I don't you care if it's an Indianapolis sauce. snow globe. I'll I want some. some co- I want something back. I'll bring you some Saint Elmo cocktail sauce. How about that? No, no, do better than that. I'm not trying to be greedy. Do better. Than, oh, do, you, do something original. You can't pick. The, what do you, you mean? That's original. I'll tell you why you don't want to bring it back. Because if that baby breaks in your luggage, you're screwed. It's like an episode of Seinfeld. It, I would wrap it in like five plastic bags and then surround it with like a towel or something. Why I, did you? I have. Did you bring plastic enough. bags with you on the trip? No. When I get when I drive back to Wisconsin, I'll just grab a few plastic bags from grocery stores and all that and use them. I, I've got this figured out, my friend. I, w- I would like a a, a a cup or a pint that says St. Elmo's. Can you do that? A cup? No, like a pint glass or something that says St. Elmo's. Oh, on. I, don't, I don't want cocktail sauce. Well, I, I think the cocktail sauce is what they sell. I don't think they sell their pint glasses. <laughs> uh, give, me a, give me a shirt or a hat. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Listen, you go on all these road trips. Went to Disney World. What would you get me? Nothing. Oh, you're so demanding. Make it the best possible night you can. <laughs>